Good morning and welcome back to Margin. This morning we're going to talk about whether the housing market is going to crash. This is part two of a two-part series, so let's jump right into it. Welcome to the Millennial Margin Podcast. I created this personal finance resource out of necessity as I've watched countless people schedule away, mortgage up, and max out their lives. Margin is simply the antithesis, providing leeway in an increasingly marginless culture. If you want to build margin into your personal finances on a daily basis, this is the podcast for you. Now, aspect number three comes down to life cycle. Although housing is always needed, the popularity of it ebbs and flows from an investment standpoint. So looking at your specific market, there are four phases to the real estate market that are important for you to understand and track based on the life cycle of your environment, of the sub-economy that you work in and you operate in. So the first stage is recovery, which comes after a recession in which values stabilize economic you know, sentiment improves from a, uh, a consumer standpoint and the confidence of those consumers rise as well. So they're more comfortable to spend money. Now, people may still be on the fence, maybe dabbling a bit, uh, but not necessarily jumping into the market. Now, if you recall, this was 2010 through 2013, that time frame. Now, expansion is when both rental rates and housing prices are strong. The values have recovered uh, from that recession for the most part, and confidence is especially high. Now, currently, the U.S. housing market is in the latter part of this phase and has been in this phase for years now. The next phase is hyper-supply, whereas the supply actually exceeds demand, therefore causing a stabilization and downward pressure on prices. Now, being that it is estimated that demand currently far exceeds supply, it can be really difficult to know how long it will be until there's enough supply in housing in order to meet those demands. Now, you may relate this phase back to 2005 to 2007 timeframe before things imploded. Now, probably the most familiar phase is the final phase called recession, where supply far exceeds demand, causing an increase in distressed sales, causing further downward pressure on housing prices, and causing somewhat of a uh, a spiral of of sorts in the economic activity around housing. So owners during this period of time are then willing to rent their properties for less, causing downward pressure on the rental market as well. So the 2008 to 2009 timeframe was an extreme version of this. This That was the great recession and, and was a deep uh, recession for housing in particular. So these four phases, recovery, expansion, hypersupply, then recession, are the aspects that you can watch out for. Uh, but when the market actually does flip, uh, to the next phase, it can often seem fast, even though real estate is illiquid. 
and is a lag indicator. And so that switch may happen far before the actual transition to that next phase. So, so being mindful and being watchful of these phases and understanding these phases are especially important. So as I mentioned, we are currently in the expansion phase. Now, according to census.gov, the last released report on housing starts reported that privately owned housing starts in June were at a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 1,643,000. That is 6.3% above the revised May estimate of 1,546,000 and is 29.1% above the June 2020 rate of 1,273,000. Now, single-family housing starts in June were at a rate of 1160000 This is 6.3% above the revised May figure of 1091000 Now, that's a lot of information, but this only factors in single-family homes. But on a residential purchase standpoint, focusing on that, the numbers, especially year-over-year, increases like that are staggering. Now, much of the demand has been driven by the desire to migrate to less dense areas, uh, fueled by lower interest rates and fueled also by, uh, by some stimulus going into the economy and the printing of, um, of, of our currency. Now, other aspects at play are companies having become more flexible with work uh, from home policies. However, it's important to see how this relates to your specific market. Where is your immediate market trending? Now, if you're in parts of Texas or maybe parts of Florida or, or other parts of the United States that we're seeing massive inflow of people too, uh, you may see a, a continual... Uh, uh, bull run in those specific areas uh, that that you may not see the pullback that other parts of the country are experiencing. Now, in order to determine how your market is specifically doing, you may want to look at DOM or days on market of, of, of properties that you are considering. Now, as that increases, that means that the demand has softened a bit and there's less competition. And also looking at you know how the uh, the actual supply is has it increased? Have you seen a greater occurrence of open house signs or maybe fewer homes selling at or above listing? These are the types of examples to see and look for in regards to where things may be trending. Now you can simply get this information from an association of realtor site or from a realtor specifically, but it's important to know the life cycle that your specific market is in. Although we cannot time the market, oftentimes the market leaves indicators, and these indicators are important for us to watch for. Now, the housing market is cyclical, and the U.S. will always be in one of the four phases I talked about. Each sub-market of the greater U.S. housing market will be at a different place within that phase. They may not be outside of a certain phase, but they will be at different 
places within that phase. Now, being that incomes are not skyrocketing, therefore housing um, you know, increases can only happen for so long because housing affordability continues to decline. And then also looking at uh, very low interest rates that may actually end up hitting a negative interest rate realm, but will need to come back up at some point, uh, will then cause affordability issues even more so. So that would cause the prices to need to come down in order for interest rates to not push people out of the realm of of having an ability to buy a house. Now, all that said, and with the longest bull run in history, it could continue to climb, but I would err on the side of a correction, even if that means a leveling off and an increase in supply due to a decreased demand. And I believe that that is more likely than the continued growth that we've seen. Now, my call to action today is to know your local market. If you own, track the estimated value of your home through a site like uh, Trulia or maybe Zillow and be aware of what is selling for how much and how long it takes in order for it to sell at that price. Now, if you rent, watch the area that you want to be in and where it is trending so that you are able to uh, pick up the right opportunity as it arises, and you're able to be prepared not only with understanding the market, but also having the finances in order to take advantage of that opportunity. Thank you for your time. Enjoy your day, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. If this information is helpful to you, explore the Margin Membership, where me and my team will help you take the information you're learning and apply it to your life and your finances. I've built an interactive course that allows me and my team to come alongside people like you to help you revamp your finances and build margin into your life. Click the link in the description below for more information. If this information is helpful to you, please do follow, visit millenniummargin.com or connect with me on Margin's social platforms.